Hello, viewers, and welcome to episode eight of the DKB Footy Show. Um, it's been quite a while, about three weeks. Sorry, I haven't really been updating my podcast, but a lot has been going on. I've been really busy, had to move to a new apartment. Um, school just resumed, so I've been really busy with classes, and I really haven't had a chance to come and talk to you guys a little about what has been going on with football these days. But never to worry, I'm back. And a lot has gone, has happened since the last um, episode I posted. The Premier League is back, the best league in the world. My favorite league, at least. I'm very excited that it's back, and this promises to be a very exciting season. Um, but before I get into that, I am going to um, discuss the UEFA Super Cup, which um, happened two days ago. Then I'm going to talk about... Um, the Premier League, and also a bit about the other leagues that are starting this weekend. So let's get straight into it. Um, the UEFA Super Cup, Atletico Madrid finally um, got rid of their European hoodoo against Real Madrid. Um, I think it's this is the first uh, UEFA Super Cup that is also a derby. Um, I'm not sure if that has happened before, but I guess I'll have to check, but it was a pretty good game. I actually expected Atletico to win the match because Real Madrid um, just got a new coach. His first game, um, Julian Lopetegui in charge. Also, they haven't really made any signings this season. It's just Coutoir who didn't even start. Navas started, um, rightfully so. Ronaldo has obviously left. This is the first game without Ronaldo, and there was definitely going to be a lot of scrutiny and um, a lot of people would have judged this game and gone on to say that without Ronaldo, um, Real Madrid just don't look different and do not look as strong. I'm definitely in that camp. I definitely believe that. And I think this game kind of showed it, even though it's still the first game of the season and a glorified friendly, to be honest. But I think um, you could see that they were definitely missing Ronaldo. The game was a very good game, though, in general. I think it was quite open. Atletico were not as defensive as they usually are. There were um, decent chances for both teams, and to be fair, um, either team could have won it. Um, let's start with the first goal. What came out of nothing, Diego Costa doing what he does, bullying defenders. He made Ramos look like he was just some um, junior-level amateur defender. He just pushed him out of the way, went past Varane and... Finished off with that volley from the tight angle. It was a very good goal and a very good way to start the match. After that, I think Real Madrid responded pretty well. They um, took the game to Atletico, as we would have expected. They made a lot of... Uh, they made some decent chances, good runs, and Bale set up Benzema with that beautiful cross after making a decent like 10, 10 to 20-yard dash crossed the ball and Benzema um, headed home from pretty close range. I think Bale is going to have an excellent season for Real Madrid. People are saying that, oh, he's going to be out of Ronaldo's shadow and that's why he's going to play well. I definitely don't think it's because Ronaldo was there that he wasn't playing well. I think it's because of injuries, really. And I think if he's able to stay fit, he's going to be an excellent player for Real Madrid this season. That cross was phenomenal for Benzema to get the header. 
after that, um, I think Real Madrid still had slightly better chances, but it was um, the chances were pretty few and far between until the second half where um, Diego Godin gave off that handball, which was a penalty. I don't think there's really any argument as to if it was or wasn't. It was a clear handball. His hand was in a very unnatural position. And <laughs> came up Sergio Ramos, Mr. Captain, to um, finish off the penalty, which he scored quite well. I think it's funny. I think he's g- probably going to be the new penalty taker now that Ronaldo's left. I've never really seen a central defender who's so fixated on scoring goals as much as Ramos is. And yeah, he got the goal. He finished the, finished the penalty well. And then from there, um, Atletico really started to come back. They um, scored again through Diego Costa about 10 minutes later. And Diego Costa, he's going to be so good this season. He's finally going to have a full season with Atletico Madrid. And he finished off that um, second goal pretty well. And the game went to extra time. And then Saul, oh, what a prospect this guy is. I don't know if you can still call him a prospect even because he's been in the scene for about three, four years now. He gave a very beautiful left-footed volley to the right-hand side of the goal. Navas had no chance. Very exquisite goal. He's definitely one for the future for Spain. I'm not even sure if he was called up for the World Cup, but... If he wasn't, then that's a grave injustice. But yeah, they got that goal, made it 3-2. And then um, towards the end of the first half of extra time, they um, Koke made it 4-2 with another excellent finish. And Atletico Madrid um, won the match. It was a pretty good match, good result for them. It's going to give them momentum to get into the new season. And Real Madrid are definitely going to now start thinking about if they should actually sign a player and if it's a good idea to go into the new season with this squad without replacing the 50-plus goals that Ronaldo brings every season. Um, Let's see if they sign a player. I think they will definitely look into it. They still have um, until the end of the month. Their transfer window is still open. And it will be very interesting if they still come back in for Hazard. Now that the Premier League window is closed, I know um, Chelsea will not take anything less than a world record fee for Hazard. Um, If Real Madrid is that desperate and they really feel like they need to improve as much, then I think they'll go for him. But watch this space. Let's see how that um, turns out. So yeah, the Premier League is back. The um, second week of fixtures are coming up tomorrow. But I think let's um, have a little recap of the opening weekend's games. It started off with Manchester United versus Leicester. That didn't take long before the first goal of the season was given. It was probably the first minute, I think, where um, Wes Morgan gave off that penalty through a handball as well. And um, up stepped Paul Pogba to slot in the goal from the penalty spot. It was interesting that he took the penalty over Alexis Sanchez. And the whole dynamic, actually, about the game, leading up to the game, was also going to be very interesting with um, with this suspected rift between Pogba and Mourinho. 
Mourinho not really giving him praise during the preseason, even after France won the World Cup and he put in an excellent display. When asked about um, Pogba leading up to the new season and how he could bring in the best of him, he said that it was up to Pogba to um, bring the best out of himself and that it was because in the World Cup he was playing for his country and every subsequent game in the World Cup is more important as opposed to the Premier League where you could play against Manchester City this weekend and play against Huddersfield next weekend. So I don't know why he said that. As a United fan, I actually was not pleased with Mourinho's comments. And um, there was a lot of speculation about Pogba wanting to leave, going go to Barcelona or back to Juventus. And um, it was quite surprising, actually, to see Mourinho give him the captain's armband. I think he was trying to send a message to the press and to everybody that there is actually no issue between the two. And in all fairness, Pogba should be um, the captain. He's really, maybe aside from De Gea, I would say he's really the only... Um, player that I think would be suited to wearing that captain's armband. He's definitely um, a well-spoken fellow. He's never afraid to um, speak his mind. He, Even when he's not captain, he usually tries to dictate instructions to other players. And let's be fair, Valencia doesn't even know how to speak English after spending over 10 years in England. So I don't think he should be captain at all. But yeah, back to the game. Pogba um, scored the penalty. And then from there, oh my God, United just started to revert back to Mourinho's old ugly tactics of just defending. They just defended, um, allowed De Gea to make all the saves throughout that first half. I don't think they even created any other um, strong goal-scoring chances. It was just all Leicester from there. And then the second half came and United um, got the second goal through Juan Mata. And then Jamie Vardy got a consolation goal at the end. But yeah, it was um, ended 2-1. Quite a comfortable win overall, I would say. And um, the biggest fears really are still there because United still seem to play this defensive game. And after all the complaining and moaning about signings and everything that Mourinho made over the summer, I don't know how he's going to now turn around and switch these players on after basically criticizing them. So it's going to be interesting to watch United. I'm As a fan, I'm quite nervous actually as to where we're going to finish. I could see us um, making a top three push and I can also see us not even making the top four. It can go either way. But yeah. That was that. Um, then on to Manchester City versus Arsenal. Oh, Manchester City, as much as it hurts me to say, it looks like they are just going to continue from where they left off last season. They made really easy work of Arsenal in that match. I think they never even went past second gear in that match. They just needed to switch on whenever they needed to, and they completely dominated the match. Um... Arsenal's um, lineup was actually quite suspect. Emery, I know it's, yeah, it's his new job, his new coach is trying to like take on this huge rebuilding project with Arsenal after they failed to make the top four two seasons in a row and with Mr. Wenger finally out of the helm. It's um, Emery's turn now to really show what he can do. And he has actually has a lot to prove as well after that disappointing 
um, two seasons with PSG. Um, I think he's back to really show that he actually can um, build the team, can manage the team, can Im- input his own philosophy on the squad. And he, to be fair to him, he needs time to do that. He made a lot of signings this season. He essentially signed a whole new squad. And so I don't really want to judge him too harshly from this match, um, playing against the defending champions and definitely the best team in England. But still, a lot of his, um, some of his selections were quite um, questionable. Playing um, that youngster, Guendouzi, I know he had a good game, but still playing him in the opening match of the season against Manchester City, that was a huge ask. He definitely stepped up to the plate, but I think he could have been helped by even other players around him. I don't see why he didn't start Lucas Torreira. That is the kind of player that Arsenal has been looking for for years now. Kind of tenacious central midfielder who's going to um, tackle strongly. He can make passes and um, has a very high, high work rate. But instead, he played um, Shaka, which I don't really see anything from Shaka this season or even the last season. I don't really rate him that highly. And um, also playing Ramsey at number 10. Like, when the hell has anybody ever played Aaron Ramsey as a 10? I think that was a bad decision. But um, yeah, he played him there and he didn't have a good performance at all. And um, Mesut Ozil also, who everybody was expecting to really put on a show, especially after the disappointing World Cup and retiring from Germany and the whole controversy surrounding that retirement. I expected a lot more from him in this match, but he just did not deliver. Obama Young looked very lost as well. But yeah, um, Manchester City, they deserve that win. It ended 2-0. Raheem Sterling started the match surprisingly, despite not really having a preseason. He started and Mares was on the right wing, and surprisingly, it was Sane who was on the bench. Despite Sane also enjoying a full preseason, not playing in the World Cup, he still opted to go for Sterling, and that selection was justified with the opening goal. And he definitely played very well throughout the whole match as well. Mares had a decent debut. Aguero um, had a bit of a game to forget. His link-up play was nice. His pressing was nice, but his finishing was just not at, at up to par for this match. But um, yeah, they deserve the win. Bernardo Silva as well. He just looks excellent playing in that midfield role. He just looks so good. And Manchester City deserved the win. Chelsea versus Huddersfield. That ended 3-0 as well. Um, Chelsea has a new look midfield with Kovacic, um, Kante and Jorginho. I believe Kovacic did not start that match, but that was probably because he, he had just signed a few days prior. But it's going to be very interesting to watch how Sari can make this team blend, especially that midfield. That midfield is going to be key. That is a very excellent midfield um, with a very high work rate. All players who can pass the ball, tenacious players and um, players who can also cover for each other. I think Kante is going to have a much more attacking role this season. And it was shown in this match where he got the opening goal. Um, also, Jorginho looks like he's, you know, uh, well, he played with, with Sarri last season with Napoli. So he definitely knows the role. 
was playing in a new league. He had a very good debut as well. He got the goal off the penalty spot. And um, yeah, that midfield is going to be very interesting to watch. The only thing I would say about them is that none of them are really um, prolific goal scorers like that. But still, they're going to provide a lot of cover for the defense. And um, with Hazard coming back into the team, Chelsea is going to be very interesting to watch. I'll see. Let's see how Sarri performs with them. And then it's um, after that, uh, there was Spurs versus Newcastle. That was also an interesting match. Um, Spurs ended up winning that two goals to one. Harry Kane, the um, curse of August continued for him. I was actually surprised to even see him start the match. I was surprised to see all the English players starting. But he started, Dele Ali started, and Ali got the goal. Kane did not. Um, but it was a deserved victory for Spurs, I think. Newcastle put up a fight, but in the end, yeah, the um, rightful winners um, won the match. And Liverpool versus West Ham. The other team who are very exciting to watch this season, Liverpool. I think most people are really expecting a strong season from them with all the signings they made, um, with the reinforcing their bench really and improving upon their midfield with the signing of Keita. I think they really set a marker with this opening match, winning 4-0 against West Ham, who have also signed some players, but maybe it will take a while for them to gel with the new coach as well. But yeah, Liverpool gave a convincing win. Salah continued off from where he left off last season. People are doubting that he's going to be able to put in the same season he did last season, but in my opinion, I don't see any reason why he cannot. I think they're just, people are skeptical because... He never, prior to last season, he never really showed that he had this, um, this much to his game. He could that he had this level, but I think from what I've seen, I don't think he's going to have any problems replicating what he did last season. I mean, he does. He doesn't have to score like thirty goals again, but twenty plus goals, I can definitely see him getting that. So yeah, um, I think those were the key results from last week. It was nice to see the Premier League back in action. And um, I never really got a chance to talk about the contenders so and the top four and my predictions for the season. So, yeah, I'm going to um, go off with my um, contenders for the league. I definitely see this being a two-horse race this time around. I think Liverpool are going to give City a huge push for the title. It's going to be good to see because... Over the past four or five years, there really hasn't really been a title race in England. It's always just one team blowing everybody aside. And I think from last five seasons, from January, we have all known who was going to win the league. So I think this season, it's going to be a different story. City are going to be as good as last season. I don't know if they're going to score the same amount of goals and break the records they did last season. But I still definitely expect them to be um, favourites for the league. And also, they're going to be focusing more on the Champions League, which would be good for their, their um, opponents and their rivals. But still, they're going to do very well this season. They've signed Riyad Mahrez, and he looks to be a very excellent signing. He is going to definitely take over that right wing. He's going to make it his own. And from the Arsenal match, he already understands the... 
Pep Guardiola what Pep Guardiola wants from him. More or less, I know there were some times where Pep looked frustrated because whenever there were counterattacks, he didn't really push on and look for forward passes. He kind of slowed down the game on some counterattacking opportunities. But still, it's his first match. He's just going to get better and understand the team better. The other title contender is, as I said, Liverpool. Yeah, they look very exciting. Finally, um, Klopp has a very good squad that he can use to challenge on all fronts. And he has, a, he has the depth that he has been looking for as well. I mean, look at, he has Sturridge and Shakiri on the bench. He can afford to rest that front three, um, maybe after 60 minutes, if they win, if they, it's like 3-0 or 2-0 up and 60 minutes, he can start to rest those front three players every week, especially when there are big games coming up. And also in the midfield, um, Nabil Keita, oh, he looks like he has been playing in the Premier League for years. He slotted into that role excellently. He made a lot of good passes. Such a creative player. Very, very special guy. Special player. He, he has a lot to his game, both attacking and defensively. And he's going to be a revelation for Liverpool, I think. Also, Van Dijk in the defence is going to have a full season now with the team. Um, Robertson looks like a very good and capable left-back. And um, Lovren, after the World Cup high, claiming he's one of the best defenders in the world, I think he has a lot to prove this season. Let's see if he forms a good partnership with Van Dijk. And Alisson, the keeper, um, he's going to be a major key as well to Liverpool. Seeing the blunders of Karius and Mignolet last season, it's going to be great for them to have a keeper that can actually keep this time and is also good with the ball at his feet. And yeah, Liverpool is going to go all the way, I think. In my opinion, I even think they're going to win the league, which people might argue with. Um, yeah, Manchester City are favourites, but Liverpool, for me, I would like to see them win the league. Being a United fan, it's sad and frustrating that these are the top two teams that are going to be challenging. I wish United could be challenging, but to be fair, I think um, Liverpool is, and City are just head and shoulders above everybody else. And yeah, Liverpool are my um, predicted winners for this season. Also, um, down the top four, I think I can see Spurs coming in at third. I know they didn't make any signings from um, to build upon the team from last season. But let's be fair, like, do they really need any signings? In my opinion, I don't really think they do. Maybe you can say a backup for Harry Kane because um, Lorente has not really staked down his um, claim to being a capable number two whenever Kane is not unavailable. And maybe, yes, you can argue about that. But still, I think they're, aside from that, in all other departments, they're fine. I mean, they have Lucas Mora on the um, right wing. He's also going to have a full season. I believe they signed him in the winter last season. I, I'm not sure. But he's going to have a full season. Lamela is back um, injury-free. That's going to be great for them as well. Um, in the midfield, they've still got Wanyama, Dembele, Eriksen, Dele Ali, and Eric Dyer. And in the defense, they still have a lot of depth with Aurier, with Trippier on the 
on the right, on the left with, um, with what's his name? Ooh. The left back will lose me. Oh, yes, Ben Davies on the left and Danny Rose as well. And then, yeah, Loris, one of the best keepers in the league. And the central defensive partnership of um, Vertonghen and Alderweireld is going to be back. And with Davidson Sanchez, they can even make, play a back three. And yeah, they managed to keep Alderweireld. That has to be noted. That's almost like a new signing for them. I don't know if, how his relationship is going to be with Pochettino this season. But I think that them managing to keep him was a good sign, showing that they actually have proper ambitions. And yeah, so I can see Spurs coming in third this season. In fourth, I'm going to go with United. Um, not because I really expect them to have a good season. I think they're just going to be more or less the same as they were last season. And... Last season, they came second, but let's be fair, that was, they were really like just the, the best of the rest out of a bad bunch. Manchester City were head and shoulders above. Like I think they finished the season with like almost 20 points, a 20-point gap. So that gap is only going to be closed by Liverpool. United will kind of come in fourth. Um, it's even debatable whether they'll make the top four. It's really sad for me to say this as a United fan, but but yeah. Um, I it's going to be interesting to see how the Mourinho-Pogba relationship continues throughout the season. Let's see if he's going to try and bench Pogba again if he has a bad game. Um, United have quite a few injuries also, to be fair. Um, Matic is out for a while. Valencia, the club captain, is out for a while. Diego Dalot, the new um, fullback who we signed, is also out until September. And yeah, Mourinho's moaning is probably just going to continue. He's just going to probably say, oh, you see, now this is why I asked for signings and the club didn't deliver. So it seems like whenever there's going to be a bad performance, he's already had a, he already has a ready-made excuse. But yeah, let's see. Um, Fred, the new signing, let's see how he plays. Um, he had a 50-50 um, opening match. He made some good runs and good passes. He's a good box box midfielder, but he also seemed to have his blood rushing. I know I understand he's playing for United, the biggest club in the world, arguably, and it's expected for him to have nerves in the opening match. So I expect him to get better and better as the season progresses. Um, it's also worthy to mention Andreas Pereira. He's staying with the club this season. And with the injuries, I think he's going to have a good chance to actually prove himself and to show that he has good quality. I think Mourinho kind of likes him. I, I was happy to see him starting that match against Leicester. And I think um, he put in a good performance. He had a 7 or 8 out of 10 performance, which was quite good. And I would like to see him continue to play in that role. I think Herrera is um, a slight doubt for this match for the next weekend's match. So I hope to see Pereira start again in midfield. And um, so that wraps up the top four. I think um, Chelsea and Arsenal are going to battle for fifth and sixth. Um, Chelsea, as I said, they have a new look midfield that looks very good. But the thing is, they're, um, they have a new coach who is completely different in terms of philosophy from any of their predecessors. 
Conte and Mourinho were very much tactical geniuses who would play defensive if needed and would attack other uh, on other matches against smaller teams. And they were definitely coaches who um, were more tactic- tactically minded and were more focused on the opponent that they had for every week. And they adjusted their um, tactics and their formations to those um, opponents. Whereas Sarri, on the other hand, seems to be more of the Pep Guardiola and Klopp ilk. Whereas um, he just believes in his own philosophy, which is attacking, open attacking football, playing the same regardless of the opponents. And I think this philosophy is going to be hard to implement in Chelsea. It's going to take a while. So I can see in the first half of the season, I know they had a good win against Huddersfield, but I don't think they're going to play that well um, in other matches in the first half of the season. I think they're going to be in and about the top five um, or top six. I think they're going to have um, a few bad games. They're going to have a few losses. And then once the team really understands the new um, style of play that Sarri is trying to implement, they will turn around next season, sorry, um, the, the second half of the season and have a really good second half of the season and then maybe look to push the, for the top four, but then end up ultimately not making it. That's my prediction. But they're going to be very interesting to watch. Let's see if they manage to keep Hazard till the end of the month. As I said earlier, Real Madrid might come in for Hazard because of the loss against Atletico Madrid. So if they manage to keep him, which seems more likely than not, I think he's also going to be like a new signing for them. Um, Morata, is, uh, he's questionable. I really don't see him having a good season again this season. I think um, they should have tried to sign a striker, but they didn't, and they're going to stick to him. Let's see how he performs. I really don't see much coming from him this season, and the the community shield and the match against Huddersfield, I think, proved that as well. He had stinkers in both matches. He really played shits in both of the matches, and it's disappointing because I kind of like him. I think he has potential, but it seems like he just is not good enough to be the starting striker in a title-challenging or top-four club. He's probably more suited to coming off from the bench. Honestly, I can even see Giroud benching him at some point this season after he puts in too many bad performances. So let's see how Chelsea's season goes. Also, William on the right um, wing, they didn't want to sell him, which surprised me because Barcelona offering £60 million for William, I think I would have sold him in a heartbeat and replace him with somebody else but they kept him he can put in a shift six on seven out of ten every week let's see how that goes for them arsenal is kind of the same with chelsea they have a new coach who is trying to implement a new philosophy um trying to rebuild the team really after wenger had been at the helm for over 20 years they've made some pretty good signings. I think Socrates, despite what other people might say, I think he is a better defender than Koscielny and um, Mustafi. So Koscielny, I think, is still out. So it's going to be he and Mustafi playing at centre-back most weeks. Let's see how that goes. Um, Peter Cech, he's really just not the same guy he used to be. He's not as good as he used to be. His age is definitely catching up with him. 
and that shaky Arsenal defense just really exposes all of his shortcomings. Also, he's so poor on the ball against Manchester City. Every time he got the ball, it looked like he could lose it. And Emery is definitely a coach that wants to play from the back. I think that's why he signed Leno. But I saw in the news that he said that he's going to stick to playing um, Czech at goal. I guess maybe he wants Czech to play himself out of the team. So if Czech continues to have some um, poor performances, he will definitely bench him. Um, Lichsteiner was also seems like a good addition. He's going to bring a lot of experience into the team. And um, maybe he could even play at left back because there seems to be a left back crisis at the club. So I can see him and Bellerin um, playing on the wings and putting in good shifts. In the midfield, um, I would like to see Torreira play. I don't think Shaka should be starting. Guendouzi did well enough against Manchester City to sh show that he should continue to keep the starting position. And um, in the attack, it's going to be very interesting to see Obama Young. I am expecting a very good season from him. He had a poor performance against Manchester City, but I really don't blame him because he is more of a striker that needs space and good deliveries. Um, good deliveries to split defences, and um, he wasn't really getting any of that. Ozo didn't really give him good passes. Mkhitaryan didn't. So I don't want to judge him off of the match against City, but I think he's going to really have a good season. I can see him challenging um, Kane and Salah for the top goal scorer position. And yeah, he's going to have a good season. Um, ultimately, though, I think also Emery's philosophy is going to take a while to implement at Arsenal. Uh, the jury is still open as to if he actually is a coach of um, top four quality. If he's good enough to take on this rebuilding job, this huge task. Let's see how he performs. But this season, I definitely do not see them making the top four. I think they and um, Chelsea are going to be fifth and sixth. I don't know in um, what order. But yeah. So the um, key fixtures for this um, weekend, Chelsea is going to be playing against Arsenal. That's going to be a very interesting match to watch. Um, both with new coaches... New philosophy is trying to be implemented. It's going to be a very exciting, open and attacking um, game. Um, I can't wait to watch this. This is a mouth-watering fixture. I, I hope Hazard starts. I hope to see Kovacic, Kante and um, Jorginho in midfield. And for Arsenal, I hope to see Torreira, Guendouzi start. And I would like to see Aubameyang again with a team that is more open I'd like to see how he um, plays against them. It's going to be a very exciting match. City versus Huddersfield, this should be an easy three points for Manchester City. I think the next six fixtures are going to be against the um, promoted teams from last season and the newly promoted teams from this season. So what an excellent um, list of fixtures that Manchester City are going to have. Um, De Bruyne is injured, I think. Yeah, he has a knee injury. We don't know the time frame of how long he's going to be out, but it's suspected um, that uh, he has knee ligament damage. So that could keep him out for up to 12 weeks. But still, they have enough depth to cover up for him. He's a huge loss because he is their best player. But Bernardo Silva showed from last week that he's a more than able player 
replacement. I expect David Silva to also come back into the squad and Fernandinho. And um, the front three, let's see if Sané is also benched again, which I suspect he will be because Sterling had a good match. Um, but yeah, easy three points for Hud- for City. Um, could see this ending three or four nil. It's also good. They're also going to be playing at home. So let's see. Crystal Palace versus Liverpool. That's an interesting one. Crystal Palace have um, been the bogey team for Liverpool over the past few years. I, I think last season Liverpool got the better of them. But before that, um, starting from that um, iconic Christian Bull matchup where Liverpool under Bernard Rodgers almost won the league. But their hopes got dashed against Crystal Palace since then. Crystal Palace have got the better of Liverpool on a few occasions. So this is going to be an interesting match to watch. Palace are at home. Um, and I think they're going to probably sit back a bit. So this was a weakness for Liverpool last season. They couldn't find ways to break down defences that really sat back. So let's see how they do this season. It's going to be interesting with this new new look team that they have. Let's see how they play. Um, I expect Liverpool to win the match ultimately. As I said, I see Liverpool winning the league. So if they're going to win the league, they have to beat teams like Palace easily. Brighton and Hove Albion versus Manchester United. That's also going to be an interesting match. Um, I expect Sanchez to have a good game. He didn't really play well against Leicester. But I'm touting him to have a good season. Even if Manchester United has a disappointing season, I expect Sanchez to play very well. I think his time with Arsenal shows that he can still flourish in a team that is not playing well. So I expect a lot from him. Let's see if Pogba still keeps the armband. I think he should, since Valencia is still out. Um, And I expect a KG affair as well. But ultimately, I think United will edge it 1-0, 2-1, something like that. But yeah, United should win. And then Spurs versus Fulham. That's also a good match. A London derby. Fulham back in the Premier League after so many years. They also made a lot of interesting signings. Um, one of which is Andre Schaller. So I like the signings they made. I think they're going to stay up this season. Um, but I don't expect them to obviously win, get anything out of this match. I think Spurs should win the match. Um, let's see if Hurricane is going to be able to break the um, August curse and finally score a goal. But let's see how it goes. Um, I'm going for a comfortable Spurs win. So yeah, that's about it for the Premier League. Excited that it's back and can't wait for this weekend's games. Um, a bit about some other leagues. Um, the Spanish League is also um, starting this weekend. Barcelona won the Super Cup against Sevilla. And um, they've, had, they've made some pretty interesting additions. They signed Malcolm and Vidal, basically stealing the two signings from um, Roma and Inter Milan, respectively. I guess that's their new scouting strategy. Since the La Masia is not producing the players that he used to, I guess now they're looking at um, the players that other smaller teams are signing and just swooping them away. Malcolm has um, put in some decent performances in the friendly matches that I've seen. And it's going to be interesting to see if he and Dembele start together or if he starts over Dembele or vice versa. Because I obviously, I think Suarez is still going to be a starter in the team. 
and um, I'm gonna, it's going to be interesting to watch them. They play against Alaves, um, so let's see how they play. I think it should be a comfortable win for them. They always seem to do well against small teams in La Liga. It's no coincidence that they've won seven out of the last ten league titles. Um, Real Madrid versus Getafe. After the loss against Atletico, let's see how they bounce back. Let's see if they're um, going to... It's going to be interesting to see how Bill plays, how Benzema plays, if he's still going to continue to play that selfless role that he had um, with Ronaldo, where he was happy to sacrifice scoring um, for good link-up play and for giving good goal-scoring um, chances. Let's see if that partnership continues with Bale. Um, I really don't know um, Julian Lopetegui's um, style of play. I guess maybe it's possession since he was Spain's coach, but I never really watched him when he was FC Porto boss. So let's see how he implements his style over Real Madrid. A lot of people um, think that he's actually an overrated coach. I think that um, the reason why he took the Real Madrid job just before the Spain, um, the World Cup kicked off with Spain was because he was afraid that um, Spain would have a poor World Cup and Real Madrid would end up not signing him after the World Cup. So let's see if that is true. Let's see how they play. Atletico Madrid versus Valencia. That's another very interesting opening match um, of the season for Atletico. Let's see if they can push on with the momentum from winning the Super Cup. Um, they've made some very good signings. They made the signing of Thomas Lemar. And the fact that they even managed to keep Griezmann seems like a new signing for them as well. Diego Costa also is going to start from the beginning of the season. He's going to have a full season with them. And honestly, I think this season is going to be a three-horse race. I think Atletico Madrid are going to challenge for the title. And I can definitely see them winning it. Because Barcelona has won so many leagues. I think they should, uh, they're going to be focused on winning the Champions League this time. Messi is the new captain and he made a vow to the team that they were going to um, be going all in for the Champions League. And um, Real Madrid with a new coach, having lost Zidane, having lost Ronaldo and his 50-plus goals a season, it's going to be interesting to see how those goals are, um, are going to be shared around the, the squad. So yeah, let's call Madrid... If they ever had a chance, they have as good a chance to win as they did when they won it um, all those years ago. So watch this space. Um, the, Real, the La Liga seems like it's going to be very interesting this season. Serie A is also um, back this weekend. It's going to be Ronaldo's first competitive match with Juventus. They um, play away against Kievo. Um, I think it's a foregone conclusion, to be honest, that Juventus are going to win the league. They definitely signed Ronaldo just to win the Champions League. But that being said, Ronaldo is definitely going to want to win the league with them. And he's going to want to play most of the matches, to break records there as well, to score goals, win the highest goal scorer. And um, he hasn't, he didn't really win so many league titles with Real Madrid. So I think that should give him added motivation to win the league with, um, to win Serie A with Juventus. So, yeah, let's see how he plays. I'm definitely going to be tuning into that match just to watch the dynamic, how um, the front three is going to look. If he's going to play, if Allegri is going to play front three, let's see if he plays, um, well, Dybala is obviously going to play. And let's see if it's uh, Diego, um, Douglas Costa, Ronaldo and Dybala front three. 
that is a very mouth-watering um, attack. Um, the, so many crosses are going to come in from Douglas Costa, and I think Ronaldo is going to score a shitload of goals this season. Um, Lazio versus Napoli. I think Napoli are still the only possible contenders for Real Madrid. They've got Carlo Ancelotti as the new coach. They've managed to keep their own iconic front three. They've only lost Jorginho, but they should still be competitive even without him. And it's a tough opener that they have away to Lazio at the Stadio Olimpico. Let's see how that goes for them. Lazio also um, made a push for the top four last season. Can't remember if they made it, but they had a decent season, so they should also put up a good fight against Napoli. And Ligon. Ligon um, started last week. PSG had a convincing 3-0 win, win against Caen. Um, Neymar had a very good performance. He bagged a goal. And it's going to be interesting to watch how the dynamic is going to be with him and Mbappe this season. Mbappe is coming off winning the World Cup. And all eyes are going to be on him. A lot of people are even already suggesting that he is the best player in PSG, that he is their main man. So it's going to be interesting, especially after um, Neymar, on the other hand, had a poor World Cup. So it's going to be interesting to see how he bounces back and how he's going to respond to all the criticism that he had with the diving allegations and everything. I know he even posted an apology about the diving and he admitted it. But it's one thing to admit it and it's another thing to actually show that he's going to change his game on the pitch. So, yeah, um, it's going to be interesting to watch PSG. They're obviously going to win the league again, but let's see how that goes. Um, shout out to Lyon. They managed to keep Nabil Fakir. They look a very exciting outfit with uh, Memphis as well. And the other players that they have, it's going to be interesting to watch them this season as well. They're definitely not going to challenge PSG, but they could definitely come in second or third. Um, it's going to be between them and Monaco and Marseille. I think they're the best out of those three. And they're also in the Champions League, so it's going to be interesting to watch them this season. So that's about it for today, guys. Um, it was really nice to come back and um, talk a bit about football, about the game we all love. going to be interesting to watch this season. This promises to be a very exciting season. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoy um, next weekend. Sorry, this weekend's matches. Please leave me a review. If you like this podcast, if you don't like it, tell me where I could improve. Leave a rating as well. And um, cheers, guys. Enjoy the weekend. See you next week.